The views presented in this program are not meant to express the specific views of the Lafayette Bible Fellowship. You are listening to the Vigilance Radio Network. You are listening to Truth Time with Pastor Monty. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. I do have a very particular set of skills. Skills I've acquired over a very long career. You want answers? You can't handle the truth! The problem is having the right worldview and acting upon it. The worldview that gives men and women the truth of what is. Welcome to Truth Time with Pastor Monty, a show about God's truth in today's society from a multi-generational pastoral perspective. The Truth Time with Pastor Monty broadcast is a part of Aletheia Bible Fellowship's Project Vigilance, a web portal that provides internet Christians out there with helpful content and insights. We're produced by ABF's Vigilance Radio Network. If you're interested in this ministry or our other shows, you can check us out at abfpdx.org, where you can access more resources, donate, and learn more about us. At the top of the show today, let's remember to help us spread this content by liking, sharing, and subscribing to this episode. And if you haven't yet, go ahead and join our Facebook group, where you can stay up to date on this and all our programming. You can find it at vrn.abf on Facebook. Now that all that's said, I'm Pastor Josh, your engineer and senior pastor over at ABF, and this is Pastor Monty. Welcome to Truth Time. I am Pastor Monty, and we are continuing a look at our discussion in uh, what we're looking at when we talk about uh, Christianity, particularly as it is described to us in Scripture. We're hitting some high points, and we're going to continue looking at those high points in the Christ Factor. Just the Today we want to touch on Christianity, uh, particularly as it talks about the the assurance that we have of uh, immortality. You know, um, a lot a lot of believers uh, kind of bypass this; they sidestep this, and they don't they don't understand that we are we are in preparation. We are in preparation for. Um, for uh, the future, and that future is that we are going to live in the presence of a holy and righteous God, and that society, uh, as we understand it today, will be gone, and that there will be a new heaven and a new earth. You know, I look uh, look particularly at First Corinthians, um, excuse me, where yeah, First Corinthians chapter fifteen, the Apostle Paul specifically addresses the fact and reminds uh, believers that this is what we have to look forward to, that we are going to live in a new heaven and a new earth. We're going to receive new bodies, you know, uh, bodies that are not, uh, that are not suffering from the uh, issues brought about by sin, you know, for example, decay and, and uh, you know, all those things as you're getting older, um, you know, you feel the, the pains of getting older. 
there are many, uh, you know, that have been born with um, uh, illnesses or deformities or issues that, uh, you know, they've had to deal with, um, you know, because our bodies are not perfect and we deal with the results of sin. All those things are going to be, all those things are going to be destroyed and made new and we have that assurance which is ours and so when we when we think of our life in Christ we should be in preparation for that and uh, there are some scriptures that we can take that will help us to to uh, to grasp that and to hold on to it um, one that probably all of you are familiar with or at least you're familiar with the first part of it <laughs> Uh, John chapter 3, verse uh, 15, you know, what's that? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever should believe... You mean 16, right? Well, six, f 15 is, um, you know, the whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life, then 16 is for God so loved the world. 17. Uh, That's in, the one that people like really. This, they kind of skip over. They do, yeah. Yeah, they kind of skip over. and they. But, but 17 and 18 are just as important. For God sent his son not into the world to condemn the world, but the world uh, through him might be saved. He that believed on him is not condemned, but he that believed not is condemned already because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So, so verse 16, you know, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believed him should not perish but have everlasting life. So we are to be looking forward to everlasting life. And part of the discussion that we've been having, you know, over the last uh, two years, basically, we're coming to the end of our second year. Yeah, Josh? Yeah, we're on episode 25 of the second season. So, yeah. And and we have like uh, just what, two, we two weeks left? Yeah, two weeks. Essentially two weeks left? Yeah. Yeah. So over the last two years... We have been looking at this issue of what is Christianity and the process that uh, a believer um, has gone through as they've given their life to Christ and they're in the process of growing into maturity. And so we've talked about the different aspects of that. And all that is geared towards one thing. So I, I, when, I, when I talk to believers, you know, today, and we're talking about, you know, what... Uh, our life in Christ, I would say the majority uh, of people that I talk to are um, stuck in the past. They're like, you know, yeah, I'm living to Christ because I was saved. Well, okay, what's praise God for that? <laughs> what's what's that mean? Mm -hmm. What's that mean? Well, you know, I was saved. Right. Uh, okay. Can you define saved for me? What were you saved for? Right. You know, and then we go to a discussion about, 
You know, you were saved. You were saved from what? You were saved from sin. You were saved from the glorification of self. But what were you saved for? Right. Well, you were, what are you saved into? Yeah. Well, okay. Or into? Yeah. 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 What's and the destination? Yeah. Yeah. Where are we? Where are we headed here? Where are we going? It's like when, and I find that to be true, you know, generally when people approach uh, life skill issues where, you know, sure. you, you talk to people and they, you know, they, they're like, uh, people get hung up on why, you know, right. or, or they, they get these hung up. And when I, when I look at life skill issues, I'm only interested in three things because I want to be forward thinking in how I'm dealing with uh, the issues that are before me. Right. Where am I now? Where am I going? How do I get there? Those three questions govern how I approach then, how I'm going to approach life. And the same applies for my spiritual life as well. Where am I now? I'm in Christ. I no longer need to glorify or live for self, but I'm in Christ. Where am I going? According to Scripture, I'm going to be a citizen of God, a citizen of God in a new heaven and a new earth where Jesus Christ reigns and we are all righteous because of his work on the cross and his shed blood. Yeah, I oftentimes think about uh, that as people who are saved um, you know, out in the ocean. And they're saved out on the ocean and then they just uh decide to stay on the beach yeah yeah and and they just want to tell you like and you you go to the beach and you're like so why are you here and they're like well i was saved you know i like i'm I've, i was put on i was put on the beach by this lifeguard instead of you know going into town and having a beer with the lifeguard and getting to know him and like you know falling in love with him for saving you and living life you just want to hang out on the beach with yeah. the lifeguard yeah and that has its place for the first, you know, maybe hour as you get over the shock of being saved. But that's not why the lifeguard saved you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 so and so, uh, what scripture tells us then is we need to be forward thinking in how it is. Remember, we talked about that the apostle Paul said, you know, when we, for those who have believed, he said, you know. You need to recount, refigure, as it were. You need to have a renewing of your mind so that you now focus on those things that are of God and you don't focus on those things that are of not. Why? Because you are headed for eternity with, uh, with God. And, and that's, that, that's going to be exciting. Um, but that is a promise that uh, certainly is given to us. Another promise that is um, along those same lines is John chapter 17. And what does that say? I'm turning there now so I can read it. Oh, sorry. I was trying to help you with your dead air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... See, I got this thing on my hand right now, and so it makes it difficult for me to to uh, turn the pages, right? Because I'm 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 struggling with uh, old age, right? Well, speaking of struggling with old age, 
Um, as is noted in the comments, we should probably say happy birthday. It's Pastor Monty's 100th birthday today. <laughs> uh, not, not 100, Josh. <laughs> not 100. What happened in... Uh, what happened in... Um, uh, 1919. In 1919? The year you were born. I was born. <laughs> You're funny. I was born in 1955. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yes, yes. And we can talk later about uh, the dynamics of my... This is my 64th birthday. I'm 64 years old. So, which is, you know... Which is amazing in and of itself. Sure. And, you know, the Lord has been very gracious. So you guys can do the math. I accepted Christ and became a disciple of Christ when I was 12. Yep. So that means, you know, the old man's known the Lord for a long time. Chapter 17, verse 3. Look what is said here. And this is life eternal that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Life eternal. Why, why did you ch <laughs> What version is that? This is... Uh, so I, I misplaced my, uh, <laughs> my red-letter Bible. Right. So this is, this is a Schofield. Okay. <laughs> this is a Schofield version. Okay. Which is good. Schofield's good. All right. But, you know, little... What verse is that again? A little awkward in its reading. What verse is that? Uh, 17, verse 3. Verse 3. Here, I'll, I'll do you a favor. And this is the way to have eternal life, to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one who sent you on to earth. All right, there you go. Well, at least there aren't any these or thous in here. Right. Um, yeah, and, and so, again, the knowledge of... Uh, God and eternity are ours because of our knowledge of, of uh, Jesus Christ. And it's in him who we uh, then look forward to having eternal life and spending eternity with. Now, you know, inter I have a lot of people who ask me uh, questions, and they want to get into discussion about what, uh, what that's going to entail. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to entail because because scripture first first of all what is the emphasis of our eternal life? Well, we're going to be directed towards giving glory to God. Right. So, we're not going to be bound I see I don't I don't think now, per this, this is personally, this is speculation on my part. It's informed speculation, but it's speculation on my part. I don't think when we get to heaven, uh, have, have you, if you've ever gone on uh, a cruise or you've gone to a new city and there are tour buses, you know, you get off of the ship yeah. and you go off the port and there's, you know, group A over here and group B over here and... And groups and and you're all going to go on your various tour. I don't think they're going to be tour buses when we get to heaven. Well, keep going. Keep where, going. Where, where you're going to, you know, you're going to come into the presence of God, and you're going to be shuffled into, uh, you know, 
a tour bus and be given a tour of, uh, of the new heaven. facilities. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, God takes you, or St. Peter takes you around in a golf cart. Yeah, there you go. First of all, because um, if you read the, the description of the New Jerusalem in the Old Testament, Jerusalem is a thousand miles by a thousand miles. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's huge. So you definitely need a golf cart. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, we don't, we don't, we don't know. We don't know if we're going to float. Yeah. We don't know. So we're going to have new bodies. Well, I mean, I spiritual think, bodies. I think we do know. I mean, I think you know, Adam walked around in the Garden of Eden, and he was perfect, and you know, it was well, before things were his, corrupted. But he had a physical body. We will have physical bodies. I don't know. I mean, the every, resurrection is every, in the flesh. Every picture I've okay. seen of angels, angels have wings. Maybe we'll have wings. Well, angels angels can have physical bodies. Oh, maybe there'll be Red Bull up there. Too. Okay. <laughs> so we'll have physical bodies. Jesus. Of some kind, but we don't know what they're going to be like. Well, Jesus has a physical body. And we don't know what type of... Uh, we don't know how... Uh, God is going to allow that body to function. So I, I don't know, but I'm I'm clearly hoping after visiting Disneyland. <laughs> okay. I'm clearly, which is clearly not the size of the New Jerusalem. Right. But the next, I've determined the next time I go to Disneyland, I'm using a cart. So here's the okay. Please don't be one of those guys. So here's the thing <laughs> about. Uh, here's the thing about the new the new heaven and the new earth right if we go back to jesus jesus is the perfect being he's the he's the sinless right yes that's correct so uh, there's a couple things that i think you could garner from from jesus one i think that death maybe happens but it has no sting Meaning, uh, you you'd come back to life if like let's say you jumped off a cliff, because obviously there's there's hey I'm I'm not teaching I'm just saying it's interesting the because okay. obviously there is God's physics right Josh is speculating here. I'm speculating so obviously there's God's physics involved right the okay. the physics okay. didn't change once sin entered the world right so there are there are rules right like even eating itself has physics involved and God made it so the human body worked with food you know. And so anyway, there's physics involved. And so I would I would think that a new heaven and a new earth would have physics involved. Man will live, you know, man will live on the new earth exploring it the way that Adam once did. Okay. And okay. Jesus, he was sinless. He came back to life. So I would think that it's possible that our bodies may have some sort of repercussions physically, but that they can be animated. So there's that. The other thing that's interesting about it is Jesus retains the scars from this world. Yes. However, he's able to pass through walls. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like he passes through the wall. Right, goes, right, if, right. If you go back and you read, if you guys go back and you read the story uh, the, in the upper room, he, he actually just appears in the room. Right. But then he also is hungry and he also eats. Yeah, yeah. So well, obviously he has... So obviously he has a physical body, but then he also, but it's malleable in some way. Yeah, I see. I I don't know. I don't know. So we we only have kind of like Martian Manhunter. Yeah, we only have yeah, right. We only have little tiny pieces of maybe an understanding of what uh, 
of what heaven is going to look like. Right. I mean, if it, if you have an opportunity um, this week and next week and probably the following, I mean, but take a drive out in the country and look at the changing leaves right. and, the, and the beauty that is there. Are we going to have trees in heaven? Is there going to yeah. be death where we're going to see the well? There's the changing... death. There's death outside the walls of the New Jerusalem. Well, so so we, it will be interesting to see. But but the but the bottom line is for us as believers, we don't know for sure. Yeah, and we don't know for sure because where is our emphasis supposed to be on Jesus Christ? Here is something. So all this stuff that I was saying is just fun to speculate about. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's not. You shouldn't place your focus on it. But here is something that we do know. We do know that there's no evidence that we're going to be sitting on clouds playing harps. Yes, that's right. And there's no and, and there's no evidence that the reason that we have rain is because the angels are crying. Or God is crying, or Jesus or, is crying. Yeah, yeah, I just want to be clear. Like the things that I was speculating about, there's reason to speculate about them. But the ideas that we have that mankind is just going to be sort of um, dumb. <laughs> and as and as long as we're dispelling heavenly um, uh, myths yeah. and legends, there will be no Saint Peter at the gate. Well. He Peter might, is not the guardian. He might be at the gate, but he's not going to be. He's not the guardian, though. He's, he's not, not guarding the, the gate. Yeah, right. He's not. He's not the guardian. That's, oh, that, I don't know. Maybe, maybe God will assign him guard duty. Maybe that comes out of. <laughs> but, but that whole nonsense but not because comes out he's, of Roman. But not because he's somehow ontologically better, or because he's you know he's because he is the keeper of the keys to right, heaven. Right, right, yeah. That's 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 yeah. not there either. So uh, again. Um, our focus needs to be on Jesus Christ. Uh, look at Romans chapter uh, 6, verse 23. You all should be familiar with this as well. For the wage of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That is so simple, so basic. But what is the gift of God? Eternal life. What do we have to look forward to? Eternal life. The wages of sin are death, but through Jesus Christ, we have the gift of eternal life. So we should be focusing on what it means that Scripture says that we are going to live into eternity. That's where we're headed. That's where we should be, you know, uh, our focus should be. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, I, I say Josh hates this. this but, uh, you know, basically I say no, nobody should be so heavenly minded. They're no earthly good. Yes. Yeah. I don't like it. And, no, he doesn't like and it. And here's the reason why I don't like it. Because there's no inherent difference between spiritual and physical. They're all supposed to be good under God. And uh, there is no inherent betterness to being spiritual. And I would remind our audience that Satan himself is just a spirit. So spirit is not good. Earth is not good. Those things are... the uh, one. What I mean by that is none is better than the other. Right, right, right. We should be so heavenly minded that we're no earthly good in the sense of if we take the earth as our um, humanity, 
right? Well, the, the context of that saying, though, has to do with the fact that that you still need to uh, take care of yourself. In fact, I'm thinking of where there were a group of people uh, in the early church that um, basically just wouldn't do anything because they were on a mountaintop waiting for Christ to return. Right. Christ said he was going to return, and so they're just going to wait for Christ to return. And the Apostle Paul said, no, no, that's not, no. Um, You know, so we do have a responsibility to be good stewards of the life that God has given us. We do have a responsibility to, you know, to uh, take care of the uh, things that are of necessity, um, just because we are looking forward to eternity with Christ doesn't mean that we neglect those physical things that need to be taken care of. Right. And so there's that balance that needs to be maintained there. Because we're, because not only should our emphasis be on eternal life that we have in Christ, but where is the emphasis also? Remember we talked about the fact that when, when sin came into the world, how God created us, his design, was flipped on its head. Right. So physical became most important, spiritual became last in its importance. But when but Jesus, who is the second Adam, in whom we have to look forward to eternal life, uh, corrects that dynamic so that now spiritual should be the most important. It's not that physical doesn't exist. It does exist and it needs to be taken care of, but the spiritual becomes the most important. And so that's where we need to be growing and we need to be challenging ourselves to develop uh, in our spiritual being uh, in regard to uh, who we are as uh, righteous children of God. Yeah, it's just really sloppily worded. Like, that's what it comes down to. It creates a dichotomy that doesn't actually exist, and I don't like it. I know, but I, I, I like it. Well, you are entitled to. It's your birthday. <laughs> you, you're going to give me a, a, a birthday pass on I'll that? give you a pass. After 100 years of being on this earth, you should definitely be able to... Say what you like or don't like, even if it's even if it's wrong, you can at least state it. That is so funny. <laughs> okay, so First um, John, First John chapter um, five, verse twenty, and we know that. Uh, let me make sure. Yeah, it's chapter five. Okay, so. First John proceeds second John. Okay, so, and we know that the Son of God has come and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true and that we are in him that is true even in, even in the Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Again, because we are in Christ, we have eternal life. And one last one last uh, passage that uh, we can look at that just validates that and understand so for our understanding Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9 In Ephesians the apostle Paul is reminding us in verses 8 and 9 that uh, you know by grace 
we are saved mm-hmm. by grace. And that it is not anything that we've done that we are deserving of it, but it is because of the grace of God through the shed blood of Christ. So when we talk about Christianity uh, and, and we have the assurance of eternal life, this is one of the aspects of Christianity that personally I think needs more emphasis. Yeah, absolutely. I think that we need to be excited about the fact that, uh, you know, that we are going to be spending eternity um, not bound by, and that's why I say go back and read uh, chapter 15 of, uh, of 1 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul you know, is, is, uh, makes this wonderful statement where he talks about the fact that the, as we understand it, the world in which we live today is going to be gone. Mm-hmm. And what what type of bodies, what type of earth is going to be, we don't know. What type of bodies we're going to have, we don't know. Um, but what we do know is this, is that there will be no more sin. And we will no longer have to deal with the consequences of sin. Because that will be all gone and we will live in the presence of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And that's exciting. That's something to look forward to. And that, that is the direction that believers need to have. So we're going to end this part of our talk today uh, with that thought. Okay. All right. What's up next? Well, what's, you know, I think that what we need to do is we need to uh, do, a, um, do a what's up with that. And uh, the, I guess there are only two things that I want to talk about there because I want to spend some time someplace else basically talking a little bit uh, in cultural lunacy, some things that are going on. But what's up with that? You know, there was a, there was a guy that, um, and there's lots of stories out there about people that have, have, uh, uh, have benefited from uh, the lottery. Yes. <laughs> and, and gambling. And... I am not promoting gambling. Okay. I'm just saying that there are people out there that have benefited. And this this one guy was taking his car's his wife's car to the gas station to get gas. Like the other day I took my daughter's car to the gas station to get gas. Right, just doing a good thing. Yeah, just doing a good thing, you know. And while he was at the gas station, he looked over and he saw the uh, power Powerball, and he said, "You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play that." Right. And so he grabbed a Powerball ticket, and he scratched off his numbers. He had one of those "Wouldn't it be funny?" moments. Yeah, yeah. And two days later, he discovered that he won a million point two dollars. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like wow, exactly. Million point two dollars, just because. Just because of a lark. Right. You know. Just on a whim. Yeah, on a whim. Um, like, wow. Okay, so that's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, my wife and I were talking the other day. Wait, that's it? That's it. A guy won the lottery? <laughs> that's that's what you got for what's up yeah, with that? What's up with that? Well, I don't even know how to post that story. That happens every day. A guy won the lottery. Well, yeah, but $1.2 million. Just I'll see if for, I can find it. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, so my wife and I were talking the other day. 
And she was, uh, she was telling me that, well, she was reminding me that um, as a man, you know, that I was, that scripture says that I was made from the dust of the earth. It's true. So when God formed me as, when God formed man, he took the dust of the earth and he formed man and he breathed into it the breath of life. And we, and I live because um, basically I'm made up mostly, <laughs> I'm made up mostly of uh, dirt. Uh, if you, if you uh, take I mean, away you're all really, the, you're really made up mostly of water. Well, but. yeah, yeah, the reverse. If you take away all the water. Got it. I'm yes. just like, you know, a couple ounces of dirt. Yeah, if you unfill the, the bag of mostly water. Yeah. The bag that's left behind is is it's, just kind of yeah, carbon, just, yeah. So so she was reminding me that that you know man is made of the dust of the earth, right? But woman, the woman was taken from the side of man. Ah, yes. From a rib. Sure. And so women are made of bone. No, well, no side of the rib, prime rib. Oh, okay. So she said, women. Our meat. Referring to herself, she's saying, I am prime because I came from the rib, prime rib. So I was watching Shark Tank the other day. And I said, wow. I was watching Shark Tank the other day, and they were doing this uh, diamonds, right? Yeah. One yeah. of the businesses was uh, taking diamonds from... Synthetic or real? So they're, I mean, they're real diamonds, but they're they're synthetic. They're oh, made okay, in a laboratory yeah. right. by compressing the ash yes. of a dead person. Yes. Or the hair. So you can you can have your ashes yeah. mm-hmm. turn into a diamond. Into yeah. diamonds? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so... That's an actual business? It's a business. It's really big for pets. Humans are a little weirded out by it. But it's really big for pets. People will take their their dead pets, oh, turn them into like a diamond ring or a diamond necklace or whatever. It gives new meaning to diamonds are forever. Right. Well, so I was just thinking about that. Like, so you have man who's made out of the dust, and then right. you have women who's taken out of that and sort of like this compressed version of man. So maybe men are like dirt, and women are like diamonds, where God is like taken and like made something, you know, compressed it even more. Interesting. That's good. Yeah, but don't get big heads, women. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. Because because your brains are tiny. That's science. <laughs> okay, we're we're gonna move on I, so we don't. You, you, so we don't, you use your brains. You trouble. use your brains better and yeah. more effectively than we do. Right, but they're uh, still smaller. But they're smaller. So that's, deal with it. That's science. <laughs> okay, let's move to cultural lunacy. Now, I usually lose some of my audience when I talk about... Oh, you've already lost some of your audience. <laughs> we started off the day with like five or six people, and yeah. now we're down to two. Where'd you guys all go? <laughs> well, okay, so so I'm just going to I'm just gonna put it out there then. Yeah, no one's listening. There are a couple of things. Well, the, 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 the bulk of my audience, in all fairness, the bulk of my audience um, uh, come in later and, and look. It's true, and the ones who are watching live generally are working, and so they have yeah. to put it down from time to time. Yeah. So uh, uh, in cultural lunacy, a couple things going on, and, and 
you really need to be aware of these things and and pray about them because we are going to be coming into some very interesting times. There are there are a couple of things that are going on. First of all, um, on the political side of things, the the uh, the Democrats have decided that they uh, are going to impeach President Trump. Right. Kind of. I mean, not really, but kind of. What does that mean? Well, what that means is, is that um, uh, on the three times that impeachment has taken place within our country, so uh, Andrew Johnson. A- Andrew Jackson? Or? Andrew, Andrew Jackson, Andrew Jackson. Um, uh, Nixon. Sure. And he never got there because he resigned. And Clinton. And Clinton. Yeah. Those are the three times. And so the House developed rules for what, how they are to follow in the, to how that goes. And the underlying rules are based upon the idea that all American citizens um, are innocent until proven guilty. Right. So there's a whole process by which the rights of somebody who is accused of something uh, have to be honored. And so they have, a, they have a, uh, the ability to look at evidence. They have the ability to cross-examine. As they should. Their accusers. They have the ability to... Uh, everything is done in the open so that... Uh, you know, that, that process is, is uh, modeled in the Bible. Yes. Modeled from the Bible. Yes, it is. If it weren't for the Bible, it would be Rome. Well, <laughs> the Magna Carta um, was yep. was based yep. upon that the idea that that these things are central to a judicial system. So the Car- John Parker wants you to know that he was related to Andrew Jackson. Oh, were you? Good, good. Well, you, he was impeached. <laughs> there you go. So I don't know that that's a proud thing to be John. Anyway, okay. So so what's happening now? is that the Democrats, uh, the the leadership in the Democrats have decided that they're going to do kind of an investigation of, of President Trump, but they're going to, um, they're not really going to say that they're in, uh, impeaching. So they're not going to take a formal vote. So they've not taken a formal vote. So it's not really an impeachment process. We're just we're kind of looking, thinking maybe, um, and so um, so that means that they're they're holding, uh, they're bringing they're subpoenaing witnesses and interviewing them in private in closed door sessions. Interesting. They're um, they're not allowing the. Uh, the Republicans and or uh, the White House to know what's being said and what's being accused and and what it's based on. And so they're basically doing everything kind of in secret. Now, I'm going to tie this all together in a moment, but here's but here's the thing for for a so that process that they are now doing without making a formal uh, statement according to our Constitution and the procedures which have been done in the past, that process where they basically are holding a kangaroo court is akin to what you see happening 
in a socialist country where um, where we have uh, people in power um, stripping away the rights of, of people that are accused of things. Yeah. And we basically begin to see, now you have all of the, tonight on the Democrat stage, there are going to be 12 people there, and every one of those people are to the far left politically and are embracing aspects of socialism. Yeah. And, and if you want to see socialism and what it does and what it looks like, take a look at what is, what is happening right now in regard to the President of the United States. Love him or hate him, I don't care. What is at stake here is that our Constitution says that a person is innocent until proven guilty. Not guilty until proven innocent. And we don't have a system whereby we go looking, we accuse somebody of a crime and then go looking for something to substantiate it. That's not how our system works. Right. But the Democrats who are in power right now are beginning to try to flip things on its head. Yeah, I mean, it's more... I don't know that it's just socialism. I mean, you you pretty much see that in you probably you pretty much see that across history. It's uh, oh, see, John Parker just called it a closed door inquisition, and that's yeah, that's essentially yeah, what it is. Yeah, that's essentially what it is. I don't know if it's socialism. Wow, Lucy Brown is encouraging John to run for president. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's it's socialism, but socialism is definitely. Where it's the guise under which it's headed at the moment, but yeah, it's it's an inquisition. It's it's a it's a kangaroo court, like you said. It's a witch trial. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that's and the reason why it's important to bring it up and discuss it is because that's dangerous. Yeah, definitely. Now, now let's take it one step further. Uh, California, in California, the governor of California, um, Newsom, Gavin Newsom signed into law 15 basic uh, provisions regarding uh, guns. And one of the most substantial is a provision, is they're called regged flag laws, mm-hmm. a provision with, that basically says that if you have, uh, that, that, that uh, your neighbor your coworker, a family friend, uh, or or a family member, if they believe that you are um, aggressive and they're afraid of you, that they can submit a a uh, a request that your guns be taken away from you. Nice. Without due process. Okay then. And then, and then, contained inside of the law, you can fight to get that that removed after two 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 years and five years. But the point is, is that if you want to see a socialist government at work, you should you should look at the government of Gavin Newsom, because here we have uh, the the state of California is going to hell in a handbasket. Mm-hmm. And here we have Gavin Newsom signing into laws, and 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 this 
these it, it will be challenged. There's no question that it'll be challenged. But for right now, the law says that if somebody's got something against you, they can request that if you're a gun owner, those guns be taken away from you without due process. That's dangerous. Yeah, it's dangerous in both ways, it's, but it, it is it's, dangerous. It's, 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 and it's, it's certainly, it certainly seems unconstitutional. It's unconstitutional and it's dangerous because of the fact that, again, we're eliminating due process. Listen, anybody can come up and, and accuse you of things. Look at what took place during the, need I remind you, look at what took place during the Kavanaugh, uh, 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 when Kavanaugh was uh, being uh, looked at for uh, being a justice of the Supreme Court. Look at these people that came up and were accusing him of things that could not be substantiated that were 30 plus years old. Yeah. Again, the idea of guilty because somebody makes an accusation that is unfounded until you can prove your innocence. Yeah. This is what's beginning to happen in many places within our country. And it's dangerous. Yeah. And you need to be praying for wisdom about how it is that we see these things taking place and how it will affect you. Um, I was listening to the, um, I was listening to uh, one of the most radical um, of the uh, Democratic uh, um, opportunists is uh is um bail scott and, bail no not scott bail but uh um that's his nickname actually but he's oh come on what's his uh, i'm having a, a mental thing right now i can't remember his name. he was he was purporting uh yesterday well first of all he purports that 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 the guns should be taken away from people okay so they're just going to take people's guns away but then he also was purporting, last night I was listening to him on stage, and he was, he was uh, purporting that um, churches um, have to adhere to um, the, uh, all of the laws regarding LGBT and all the different transgender and all the, all the different things that are going on with, with the sexual revolution. And if they, if they don't... Then they should lose their tax exempt That they should lose their tax exempt status. Yeah. Which, of course, he's an idiot because that's not how it works. Nonetheless, that's what is being thrown out there. Yeah. That your, your liberties as a believer, uh, there are people who are trying to strip those away from you. Right. Now, these are all subject to challenge, and they will be challenged, but this is the climate that we're currently living in, and as a believer, you need to be aware of these things, and you need to be, I know, I hear people tell me all the time, I don't get into that politics nonsense. Let me tell you, we have things up. As a young man, when I was born in 1955, I... And growing up, I would have never believed some of the things that we see happening today. Well, I know when you were born, there weren't even airplanes. 
here we go again. <laughs> no, that's just not true. There were airplanes. There were no airplanes. There was no running water. If you wanted a snack, you had to go get it from the bag that you put in the river to keep it cold. (laughs) Nothing. You don't know what to do with that. I don't know what to do with that because it's just not true. (laughs) We had we had all that stuff when I was born. Now it is true, however, that society has vastly changed, and mostly due to the internet. And there are things that you didn't have. You didn't have personal computers. That's one thing. And when you did have a computer, it was the size of a room. Well, yeah. I mean, the first computer that I had was, um, well, first of all. You were an I, adult. When I did my, when I, when I took my first year of college, or when I graduated with my, with my, uh, my bachelor's, um, I, I, we didn't have computers. So I typed all my papers on, a, on an old Underwood typewriter. Right. In fact, fact, your daughter has it now. But, but, um. But yeah, because we didn't have computers, and these kids today that go to school with their computers, they have little tablets, and they have you know. Well, our could, phone is more they, powerful than yeah. than a computer that you know that you got us when we were yeah, young. Yeah, it's and, just amazing. Yeah. the the first The first portable computer that I had was uh, was the size of a suitcase. The Cordata. Yeah, yeah, I remember the it. Size of a suitcase. Floppy disks. Yep. So yeah, I mean the the technology has gone crazy, but not only has the technology gone crazy, but we have a shift taking place. So Josh and I uh, have talked about this before. Uh, you know, just a reminder that the the uh, the, f- the philosophy has changed. So philosophically, um, as a society, we've moved on from, uh, you know, uh, through various stages, uh, and now we are basically at, uh, at narcissism. And, and, and so, you know, people are focused in and on themselves. I mean, we've gone through several stages philosophically. We went through, and theologically, we went through some stages where, you know, people didn't think that God existed at all. Right. We went through some stages of secular humanism where man is the measure of all things. Right. You know, we went through some stages where, you know, people believed that, uh, absolute truth uh, to uh, no 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 there is no absolute truth i make my own truth yeah 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 and now we're at that point to where people are just uh, so self-absorbed that uh, they can't think of anybody but themselves right this is this is where we're at so not only do you have all this technology that's advancing but you have people that are uh, have different ideas about uh, you know how things work uh, we have uh, economic turmoil taking place in our country. Uh, uh, polls have been taken to show that uh, a large percentage of young people, millennials and down, believe that uh, socialism is uh, perfectly acceptable. Sure. And the reason they believe that? Because they don't know what socialism is. Well, what they like is the free stuff that's associated with it. I think what they don't understand is what truth is. Well, I agree. They don't understand what truth is, but they don't understand it from an economic standpoint what socialism is either. 
So you and I have talked about the fact that that um, if we like community and and living in a social structure, the biblical method of how it is that that's supposed to work um, is still practiced by many groups today. Sure. Successfully. Yeah. But but the difference there is that uh, people that live in the context of of the body of Christ are able to do that because they live to bring glory to God and not to bring glory to self. And when you try to expand the concepts of socialism beyond uh, beyond a small group that are governed by Christ, it, it doesn't work because of the heart of man. Right. And so because of that, so people people like the idea of uh, of free uh, free everything. Free Medicare, free food stamps, free work. Sure. There's one. Uh, there's one Democratic uh, candidate that I I kind of like the guy. He's he's proposing that uh, everybody be given at least a a thousand dollar stipend per month. Who is that? Um, is he uh, Asian? Yes. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. He's he's the one who is uh, level-headed about being... Yeah, he's kind of level-headed. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like that idea. I'd like an extra couple thousand uh, in my uh, monthly income. Not have to do anything for it. And so are you worried that that's... Are you saying that he's being socialist? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Across the board? Across the board. He still holds a socialist position. I don't have I don't have a problem with the idea of being given $1,000 a month either, just from the standpoint of how that's distributed is really no different than, say, being given roads. Yeah. I mean, the, the complexity of, first of all, there's, first of all, there's no such thing as, as free everything. Right. And many of the, and I don't want to get into a, a heady uh, conversation about, uh, you know, the difference in economics and, and how, how governments are set up or what have you. But I wish to point out that many, uh, if we've got any uh, millennials listening, um, please understand that your example that you lift up as, as uh, Scandinavia uh, you know, having a socialist uh, government that works is is a lie. In fact, Scandinavian countries are upset with Americans because they say that they're socialists and they're not. They're the Scandi the the Scandinavians are saying, "Hey, we're not socialists. We have a free market society." Right. We've just agreed to do things a particular way because we're a little smaller. Like, you know, like, for example, we pay, you know, 65%, 69% of our income to taxes. Yeah, that's how it is in Canada, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you don't you, and, and, and so you've got all these changes that are taking place. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because we need to be a people that pray. We need to be a people that pray for wisdom about how it is that we're going to live in these times that are before us. Because, for, so here's, here's my take on it. First of all, as believers, 
It doesn't matter from the standpoint that you are covered by the blood of Christ. You are living with eternity in mind, and you are going to uh, you are going to be on to, to you know with with the Lord. Right. Christianity thrives, by the way. Christianity thrives in socialist countries. Sure. Because people have to be able to. Um, uh, the Holy Spirit has to protect people from an oppressive government. So historically, we know that that's the case, but we have freedoms here which are given to us that are being seriously eroded um, because of all these things that are taking place. And and what I'm purporting is that, my brothers and sisters, you do not need to have the ostrich complex. I assume that is the putting your head in the sand. Yeah, do not stick your head in the sand and think that all this stuff is going to go away. It is not going to go away. It's only going to get worse. And the idea that there are people now who are trying to get into power in our government in the United States, that they're going to be able to say that we, the government, knows what is best for the people, and you're going to bow to us, and we're going to take away your freedoms... And if you don't bow to us, we're going to make you bow. That's where we're headed. Yeah, it's pretty clear that that's something like at least in 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 the United States. That's pretty clear that that's something that our forefathers um, didn't want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you go up, we talked last week. We talked a little bit about the issue of free speech. Remember, I was telling you that uh, that uh, New York has decided that if you speak anything discriminatory or if your neighbors hear you th- speak. And yeah. so so yeah. If, if I say that Scripture says that homosexuality is wrong and my neighbor heard me say that, in New York they could fine me $250,000. Right. If you're in Canada, you can't say that. Right. Because there is no such thing as free speech in Canada. It is only in the United States that we have under our Constitution the guarantee of freedom of speech. But it is being eroded and being challenged and we cannot bury our heads in the sand. We need to be aware of it, we need to pray for wisdom, and we need to be involved where we can be involved. Yeah. So that's my cultural uh, lunacy. Okay. I think we're it. We're, okay. <laughs> that we're, we're basically almost up with our time. Uh, did, I, did anybody want to, any questions? Anything? No, no, just... Uh, we dropped to one viewer? No, we're down to two. <laughs> Beto O'Rourke was Beto, the name. Beto, yes, there you And go. then Andrew Yang. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. Well, we have about two shows left. Everybody remember to reach out to Pastor Monty and say happy birthday to him. Um, if you're someone who's seeking answers or you want to know more about your faith, if you're new to Jesus Christ of the Bible, we want to help you. So check out the help tab at abfpdx.org. And remember that we're always open to questions and Pastor Monty is ready and waiting to deliver sage advice and insight. So don't be shy. Um, 
Remember that this is a resource for Lathia Bible Fellowship of Portland, Oregon, a webcast on the Vigilance Radio Network, and a resource developed by their Project Vigilance, which is ABF's web portal that provides helpful and interesting online resources for the local church and at large. If you want to be a part of the VRN and what we're doing here, join the Vigilance Radio Network's Facebook page and get access to all of our shows, including Culture and Sanity, The Upper Story, Cross-Examination, um, and uh, this is a good time for you to catch up on, uh, on reruns because uh, we're coming to the end of season two and there's a lot of content um, you can go back and look at. Also, I want to let you guys know about something uh, exciting. We are moving our podcasting platform over to um, Spotify. So it will be uh, really easy to follow and updated there, and we shouldn't have any problems with things not working because we're going to get hosted over there. So that's exciting. Um, so be looking out for Truth Time and all the other uh, shows that the VRN has over there. Right now you can already find all the Culture Insanity and uh, the cross-examinations over there. So feel free to look for that in the podcast section. Just uh, type in the name and see what you get. Um, if you enjoyed Truth Time, consider supporting us. Our network and shows are free to you, but they are not free to us. So head over to abfpdx.org, click the Donate tab. Uh, you can catch us. Uh, you can hook us up with even a dollar a month at um, uh, Venmo or the Cash App or Google um, Google pay yep google pay or apple pay uh our tag is abf pdx on all of those um and if you're poor like us that's cool too you can partner with us by remembering to like subscribe and share our podcast which you can always find on abf's youtube page instagram and facebook and the vrn facebook group so take a second to visit the group page so you can stay up to date whenever we share new content each week which for the time being is going to be on tuesdays at 11 a.m and we will see you then I am Pastor Josh, your engineer and senior pastor over at ABF, and this has been Pastor Monty. The views presented in this program are not meant to express the specific views of the Lafayette Bible Fellowship. You are listening to the Vigilance Radio Network.